Hello and welcome to In Tyler We Trust. I'm your host, Mr. Tyler. Today I wanted to share with you a story that I read over 10 years ago during my deployment to Afghanistan in 2010. It's a story called The Wendigo. It's an ancient tale told years and years over and it has stuck with me all this time making me wonder what it's about and and as of late I've come to the conclusion that I understand what it means to me I'm curious though as to what it means to you and I hope that you take something from this and maybe share it with me through an email at ties.trust at gmail.com and if you do that I will share with you my meaning to the story and what it means to me because to each person it may be something different I'm excited to record this Um, I hope I do the story justice and enjoy Before I tell the story, I wanted to give you a little background as to where it came from. And it came from my people, my bloodline, the Luchin bloodline, which my people came to the United States by way of Germany. And if you look even further back, Scandinavia, a Viking people born from a sub-region in Northern Europe with a strong historical, cultural, and linguistic ties. The term Scandinavia in local usage covers the three kingdoms of Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. The majority national languages of these three belong to the Scandinavian dialect and are North Germanic languages. According to some scholars, the Germanic stem can be reconstructed as meaning danger or damage. The second segment of the name has been reconstructed as meaning land on water or island. The name Scandinavia would then mean dangerous island. Alternatively, Scandinavia, along with Old Norse goddess named Skau, is related to Proto-Germanic Skawa, meaning shadow. The goddess Skawa was a personification of the geographical region of Scandinavia and associated with the underworld, which will all come into to the light soon when you hear the story. It'll all make sense. The Vikings, Scandinavians, facilitated by advanced sailing and navigational skills and characterized by the longship. Their activities at times also extended into the Mediterranean littoral, North Africa, and the Middle East. Following more exploration, expansion, and settlement, Viking communities were established in diverse areas of northwestern Europe and European Russia, and as far as the northeastern coast of North America via Canada. This period of expansion witnessed the wider dissemination of Norse culture, while introduced strong foreign cultural influences into Scandinavia itself, with profound developmental implications in both directions. This story comes from those explorers. It was told to Native Americans by the arrival of the Scandinavian travelers who arrived in the Americas long before Columbus was ever even born. It was 2010, 
Makur, Afghanistan. I had just gotten off my guard shift and was entering into a hole that my friends and I acquired while working there. Fifteen feet wide and two feet deep with nothing but plywood, a tarp, and some sandbags for a ceiling. It was cold, much colder than you'd think being in the desert, and I could hear the wind whipping the tarp covering the entrance. Just about everything was of a simpler nature in that world that I once knew. I had just got off my guard shift, and once I located my book, I laid back on my rucksack, arms tucked in, and placed the book in my lap. Breaking open a single chem light, I placed it on the book in between the pages providing a green glow just bright enough to make out the words on the paper. Tucking my face into my shemog, I began to read the story of the Wendigo. The Wendigo is a creature that lives alone out in the woods. Imbued with physical powers that flew through the trees with a matter of propulsion wholly unknown at unimaginable speeds. So fast that the force of his passage has pushed his eyes flat, forever crying blood runners of tears from the corners of his blind eyes. The Wendigo has no wings. It is man-shaped and tall, taller than the tallest man you've ever seen and so very thin. If you can make him stand still, and believe me, you cannot, you could count every bone in his body through his skin, which is gray like the crumbling ash of emulated wood. He is toothless and cannot speak. He can only moan. And the sound of his moaning is the sound of the wind through the tree valves. The Wendigo does no harm to man. He's a shy and timid creature. He eats the flesh of no animal. He only eats the moss that grows on the cool side of the tree trunks. Though he will not hurt you, he must be feared. The Wendigo is lonely, terribly lonely, wandering through the forest for all time. A never-ending series of featureless days and nights where he can neither sleep nor die. He cannot hear and so he cannot hear the wail of his own voice on the wind, nor can he hear the laughter of the water on the rocks. He cannot see, and so he cannot see the light of the sun as it falls across his body. He cannot feel warmth, for his flesh is broken. Smell is the only sense that is left to him, and this he uses to find the trees and the moss he eats, and the people who he hunts. He hunts for loneliness, the Wendigo will not harm you, not in any way that it can understand. It will ensnare you in his two long fingers and draw you away into the night. He will not hear your screams because he is deaf and will not understand that you fear him. He will feel you pull away 
and will suppose that you are blind like him and will seek to guide you through the woods as you struggle and batter yourself senseless against the hard wooden skin of the surrounding trees. He will take you away to be with him out in the woods and because he does not sleep and will never die, he will never let you go. In time you will learn not to fear him because it is impossible to fear anything forever. You will learn eventually that he won't hurt you, not on purpose. But your eyes will eventually flatten out to blindness, just as his has done. As he carries you flying through the trees, bleeding forever down your cheeks. When you're no longer able to see, you'll learn to accept the clumps of moss pressed against your lips by his spindly fingers. Starved for nourishment, you will be when you feel the gentle prodding of the furry dampness he insists on you like a mother pressing forth her breast. You'll forget who you are when enough time goes by. Forget that there was a time before you were with the Wendigo, and you'll wander together through the forest for all time. Unless you lose one another in all that darkness and silence. You'll begin to search for your lost companion ever alone, year in, year out, until you eventually find one again. And when you do, you grab them and pull them and insist, though it fights you in the darkness and silence and struggles to pull away from you as you fly them through the trees and guide them to their final destination. You have then in turn became the Wendigo. <laughs>